This is HPR episode 2689 entitled Bash Tips 14 and is part of the series Bash Scripting. It is hosted by Dave Morris and is about 28 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is more about loops, the for loop, break and continue. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. everybody, welcome to Hacker Public Radio, this is Dave Morris. I'm doing a show in my Bash Tips series today, and I've recently done a bunch of shows entitled Making Decisions in Bash, and looked at loops there, and I looked at while and until loops. But I mentioned that there's another loop construct which uses a for verb, for loops, and um, I've not really covered that, I've used them in many shows without really fully explaining them and I thought this was the time to make good that deficiency and while I'm at it I'm also going to look at the commands break and continue which are useful when using loops so in bash there are two formats of the for command and the first one I'm actually using the syntax that's used in the GNU bash manual which is um, less pretty but is probably more correct than the sort of thing I've been using in, in previous shows. So the, the actual command consists of the word for, F-O-R, then a space and then the name of a variable. Then that can be followed by optionally the word in and then a list of words. And if you doing this if you have these then there's a semicolon that follows that or indeed um, a new line whenever whenever there's a semicolon in this syntax it can also be replaced by a new line so you can spread out your command over multiple lines then the word do and then a list of commands of any any length similar to the other loops we've looked at another semicolon or new line and the final word is done so that's the the whole structure the the thing that the in words part refers to is either a literal list which I'll do an example of in a moment or something which will expand to provide a list by whatever sort of expansion is relevant and what the loop does is it cycles for each member of the list setting the variable, whatever you called it, to each successive member and executing the commands at each iteration. So my example is for color in red, green, blue. So color is the name of the variable and the list is red, green, blue. They're just words unquoted. If the words needed uh, had spaces in them, you wanted to have bright red with a space in between, you'd have to quote them to make it just the one word. Similar sort of issues 
pertain here as you would find all over bash when you're using arguments to programs or scripts or whatever then after that list is a semicolon and do i like to put the the two things on the same line you don't have to then the next line is echo then in double quotes dollar color and then the last line is done and i like to indent the commands that are inside the, the loop just to make them clearer and in fact if i use the vim editor with bash or sh as its syntax file it will do that automatically for me so i just like the, the look of it it's easier to read so running that will output three color names one per line i didn't bother to run that one because it's so simple another example might be for space file file is the name of the variable space in then the list is not actually a list but it's an expansion expression so asterisk dot mp3 semicolon space do that will in the the current directory that you are running this it will look for any files which end with dot mp3 and one pitfall which I haven't gone into in the notes here but I mentioned in earlier earlier uh, shows in, in this group is that if there are no mp3 files in that directory you will get back the string asterisk dot mp3 and you can control whether you get that or not with some options which I went into in quite a lot of detail so be aware of that as I was typing this I'd forgotten to be perfectly honest so I'm mentioning it now because uh, it's a good chance you you might if you have a memory like mine you'll have forgotten too anyway the command in this loop is echo dollar file in quotes so it will just print out the name of the file so it's just a way of doing the equivalent of ls asterisk dot mp3 except it's a bit cleaner you don't get all the other garbage you get with ls so a list like that might be empty though not in the case of star mp3 unless you've um, enabled the null glob option but it might expand to nothing it might be empty so it's perfectly legal to have a format which consists of for name whatever the name of the variable is in and then nothing and then a semicolon so that's that's okay nothing will happen the loop won't run at all because there's nothing to to uh, to do now there's a special form of the this format of the loop where you can write it without the in words part in which case you don't actually need to put a semicolon before the do what this form does is it cycles through all the positional parameters so when you start your bash shell up you usually don't have positional parameters attached to you but if you create a script and run that then you can as you know, hand it um, variables, strings or numbers or whatever. And those are the arguments and they're called $1, $2, etc. So running it this way is the equivalent to writing for space name space in. And then in double quotes, dollar at sign. Dollar at sign is one of the um, special variables within bash which refers to the entire list of arguments that you have in a script or a function so i've written a pretty straightforward example which is called bash 14 ex1 and you can download it if you want to but uh, it's also here to be looked at and it simply consists of for loop for arg space do called the variable arg because it's an argument echo in double quotes dollar arg done so if you run that and give it the 
four words, let joy be unconfined, as you would do, of course, then you get back one per line, let joy be unconfined. The return status of the four command is the exit status of the last command that executes within it. So that list of commands, the last one, whatever it returns, true or false, will, or indeed something which is not zero or one, will be what the for loop returns. I personally never found that to be particularly useful, but you might want to test that sort of thing. I'm not sure. If there are no items when the list of words becomes comes to be expanded, no commands are executed, and the return status of the whole shebang is zero, which is pretty long. So that's the first format. You've seen me using it in various examples and so on. There'll be other cases in this, this collection of scripts where I use variants of it. So the second format is a bit more complicated. It consists of the word for, then a space, then three expressions enclosed in double parentheses, then the semicolon do, the list of commands, semicolon done. So I've used the, the usual syntax here. And the expressions within the double parentheses uh, I'm referring to as expression 1, expression 2, expression 3, separated by semicolon. So you have to use this, this particular format. So these are arithmetic expressions, as I think I just said, and it uses these, the loop uses these to determine how many times to, to iterate. So expression 1 is an arithmetic expression which is evaluated at the start, and it, it usually consists of a variable being set to some value where that value can be an expression or whatever. There needs to be a variable because the loop is tracking the iterations by using the, the variable. That's not strictly true, but if you if you can if you we'll come on to why I hesitated there slightly in a moment. Essentially it's usual to uh, to set a variable to a value. There'll be examples shortly. Expression two is also an arithmetic expression which is evaluated at each iteration of the loop. When each time it evaluates to a non-zero value, the commands in the loop are executed. Expression 3 is another arithmetic expression which is evaluated each time expression 2 evaluates to a non-zero value. So traditionally that's used to increment or decrement your variable. So here's an example. So we've got 4 space 2 open parentheses i equals 1. So the variable i is being set to 1. Remember the double parentheses means it's an arithmetic expression or list of them in this case, and the all the rules about spaces and stuff have gone out the window. You can use them or not use them as you wish. So after i equals 1 semicolon, then the second expression is i less than 10, so that the comparison is going to be run every time the loop iterates to see if the variable i is less than 10. And the third expression after a semicolon is i plus plus so that's one of those arithmetic increment that's actually a post increment so it it, uh, re it will return i at, with one added to it and then after the close double parentheses we've got semicolon space do and then in the body of the loop the one command we have is echo dollar i so that will just output the numbers one to nine one per line now as i alluded to there's quite a lot of flexibility allowed in the expressions you can use in this this format and the rules of shell arithmetic apply and i've put a reference to shell arithmetic but we've talked about this in uh, 
recent shows, in fact. So it's all very flexible about spaces. You don't need them after the open parentheses and nor before the closed parentheses. It could be nice to add them. I personally don't, but I definitely put them between the expressions. And I also put them either sides of an equal sign when setting up the variable, which you can't normally do in, in Bash. The parser won't, won't deal with that, which I've always felt was a shame. When you're referring to variables, you don't need the leading dollar. In fact, if you put it in, it does have some side effects. I haven't gone into what they are here. I'm not sure I need to particularly, but I'm going to do a, a show after this one about potential traps that you might fall into when working with loops. So if I come across any any particular problems in that area, I might going to be of detail there but for the moment I don't think it's a big deal you should try not to use the dollar sign in front of variables in this case you don't need them and of course within these expressions any of the shell arithmetic uh, arithmetic operators can be used so and there's a lot of them as we saw I think in the one of the the, the recent shows there's a huge big list and I've referred to the page I got that list from so you can go and look at that so my next example I'm setting i to, and then an expression of 78 plus 20 over 2 minus 4 times 12, which, surprise, surprise, the answer to that is 1, but it's just me being silly and giving you a more complex expression. And then instead of i being less than 10, I've put i not equal to 10, which will achieve the same thing. So that will just do exactly the same thing as the previous simpler looking one, but it just shows how much flexibility there is. I thought I'd do a more complex example of what you can do in one of these uh, these types of for loops. One of the arithmetic operators that you could use if you wished is the comma operator, and there's not a lot of information about it. If you look in the GNU Bash manual, at the point I've I've referred to, at the bottom of the list, there's simply a thing that says expression one, comma, expression two, and the notation to it says comma, which is, yeah. There's there's very, very little documentation about it. I think possibly because when they added this to Bash, it was added possibly at the request of C programmers, because it's a, func it's a, it's a facility that's available in C. Basically, it's a list of expressions that, that get executed, and the result of the whole list is the result of the last expression. So, preamble to what I'm actually doing here. My for loop consists of four spaces, open double parentheses, i equals one, right? Big deal. Ah, but then there's a comma, and then I've got j equals 100, semicolon. So, in that first expression, there are, there's a, a comma comma list. The list can actually be multiple, but I've just made two entries here. You can have as many as you want, I think. I'm not sure there's a limit. I haven't experimented with that. The expression to the test bit is checking to see whether i is less than or equal to 10, and then the third the expression increments i by 1, so it's i++. plus plus. But there's another comma, and we've got j plus equals 10. So the variable j is being incremented each time around the loop by 10. So the body of the loop consists of an echo where we're echoing $i and $j. Then there's done. I've written this out as if it was being typed on the 
command line. In fact, it was just to, to uh, so I could capture it and put it in the notes. And when it runs, you get the values one to ten for i, and you get a hundred uh, incrementing in steps of ten up to one hundred ninety for j. So you can see that would that that could be really quite powerful. You could do some clever things with that. So there's a little bit of stuff in the notes about explaining this a bit more than I've done. This one's got a downloadable copy, which is bash14ex2.sh, which you can grab and play with if you find it interesting or want to experiment to see what else you can do with it. So the final point about this this format of the for loop is that if any of the expression 1, 2, and 3 is missing, then it's taken by the loop to be 1. So if you wrote for open double parentheses... I put spaces here just to make it clearer space semicolon space semicolon space but you could just type two semicolons one after the other in other words the the three expressions are missing completely then the close double parentheses comma do and then the commands semicolon done or however else you prefer to write it out and this is an infinite loop because everything returns one so it'll always have a non-zero value in the test so it'll just keep running forever not incrementing anything or doing anything there's no variable to be incremented there's nothing no variable that could be used in the body of the the for loop it will just run forever so the return value of this type of for command with the arithmetic expressions is not surprisingly the exit status of the last command in the command list but it can also return the value false if any of the expressions is invalid. So if you somehow manage to um, divide by zero or something like that, it will return a false value and stop. didn't actually test that. I should maybe have done. I'll leave that for you to, to look at. So the other topic I wanted to cover, I mentioned, was the break and continue command. And we've, we've seen these, I think, in various contexts through the, the other shows under the bash tips heading um, definitely used continue in the recent past didn't explain it all in all that much detail I'm going to try and explain it a little bit more this time both of these commands are built-in ones so they're not exterior programs or anything they're part of bash they're in fact inherited from bash's predecessor the born shell and uh, I've given a link to to them in the GNU bash manual they're both used for changing the sequence of execution of a loop that's a for loop, a while loop, or an until loop, or indeed a select loop, which is effectively a loop. Yeah, I haven't, we haven't looked at that. We need to do so, but I haven't got it scheduled at the moment. We will look at it at some point, because it's actually quite useful, and we need to see how it can be uh, used. So let's look at the break command. The break command is the word break, followed optionally by an integer, which is greater than or equal to. If you omit this integer then it's taken to be it specifies that the nth enclosing loop is to be exited so my example is fairly simple it's a for loop using the format with a list of words for i in and then i've used a double brace expansion the first brace expansion is open uh, curly bracket a dot dot c close curly bracket then another curly bracket opening one dot dot three close curly brackets semicolon space do you'll remember and i've referenced back to the show where i talked about this quite a lot of detail actually i did as i recall 
I think it's a fun, fun feature. 1884, I talked about it, and I've also referenced the GNU Bash manual chapter on brace expansion. So that loop, we haven't finished talking about what's in it yet, but the loop will generate the values A1, A2, A3, B1, B2, B3, etc. And it'll it'll do do that until it's used them all up. So inside the loop we echo that that variable i and but we've added another thing here which is a test. So in the single square brackets we've put in quotes dollar i equals equals quotes b2 close quotes close square brackets. So we're testing here to see if the the variable i contains the string b2. This is a command list, so it's followed by double ampersand and then the word break. So if we if we find we get back a, a value of b2, then the loop just stops. It exits. When you see it running, and I've, uh, I've run it and captured the the output, you get a1, a2, a3, b1, b2, and then it stops. So here's a more complex example. This one contains a loop within a loop. The inner loop simply repeats the current value of the variable i three times and it uses echo space minus n to suppress the new line. So you just get them on, on the same line. In this case we want to exit both loops when, whenever i gets to b2. We want to stop both loops, right? The first four is the same as the one we saw in the previous example. Then there's one inside it, 4j in, then in uh, braces 1.3, and then we echo minus n in quotes $i. Then the test inside this inner loop is $i equals equals b2. The, these are quoted variable and string. And ampersand, ampersand. This time I've got a, a brace around two two commands. One is echo, just because after the last thing that was printed, no new line was, was output. So we want to output a new line. This time we're using break space 2, and uh, there's semicolons between these. We talked about this stuff in an earlier show, how the, um, the curly brackets are actually effectively commands. They have to be separated out, and the things within them have to be separated out by new lines or semicolon. So that next is the done which closes the J loop. Then we have an echo so that every when the thing is running before it's uh, killed by the, the break then we output a new line after the three repeats of the, the value of I. Hopefully that makes sense and there's an example of what it would look like. Uh, you've got A1, 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 A2, A2, A2 etc. When you get to B2 just get the one and then the the test detects that it is the required value and it breaks both loops it kills the inner loop and the outer loop the whole shebang stops i put these loops that i've just been using as examples into a file that you can download if you want to to experiment with them and it's called bash14ex3.sh so that's what break does it exits loops then there's the continue command, and continue is the, the word continue followed by a space and an optional number, and it's taken to be one if it's missing, and uh, it's it's got to be one or greater. The command's effect is it is that the nth enclosing loop 
must be resumed, which is, I'm using the, the bash manual terminology here. When it says be resumed, what it actually means is wherever the continue is, is invoked, the rest of that loop is skipped and then the loop r- continues with the next iteration that it would normally have done. So I've got an example here because this is getting a little more complicated, not much, but just a little bit, bash14ex4.sh. Here we have pretty much the same example as we saw before with the loop within a loop where A is being set to the values A1, A2, A3, etc. The variable I is being set to these, I should say. And J within it is being set to values 1, 2, 3, and so on. And we're outputting the value of i with an echo hyphen n but the test is different this time I'm using the extended test format with the double open and close brackets square brackets and we're comparing dollar i with a glob style string match which is simply consists of b question mark so if the contents of a variable i begins with the B and contains another letter, another character, then the match will, will trigger and we are doing similar things we did with the with the break example, issuing an echo command which just generates the new line that would be missed otherwise. And this time we're using continue we're using continue with the number two. So that will resume two loops. Probably makes more sense when you look at what it does. It causes the outer loop to continue with the next letter number combination that it would be using to to set the variable i to. If you run it, you get similar stuff to the previous example, a1, 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 etc. And then when we get to the b's, we only get b1 once, b2 once, b3 once, because each of these matches the test. So... The continue command simply jumps past everything else within the the nested loops and uh, goes on to the next value. It's not a spectacularly useful example, but I'm sure that uh, hopefully it explains all of the stuff that's going on and will give you some thoughts about how you would use it yourself when you have a more specific requirement. So I'm going to finish off with an example this one's bash 14 ex5. It's not hugely complex, but it's showing that the list when you're dealing with the for loop in the first format, with it you're using for variable in and list of words, that list can be anything. So this time I've gone to my favourite user share dict words, that file of huge numbers of words. I'm using the shuff command which is going to grab 10 random words from it. But I've used grep in this case to filter out all the words that end with apostrophe s because so many of these seem to be arbitrary and ridiculous. As I've said in the notes, uh, at one point I got back the word loggerhead apostrophe s. Well, I, I, I can't imagine when you would use that. Usually use loggerheads as at loggerheads, meaning an, ag- an aggressive confrontation. So when would you ever talk about the, the possessiveness of such a thing? And if you were talking about loggerhead turtles, you'd put the possessive part on the turtle, surely. 
Anyway, I mean, you could. It's not not that it's, it's not English, but it just seems stupid. So this one is just a very simple loop, except that the source of the words is a command substitution. So we've got for W in, then dollar open parenthesis. We've got the grep, grep space hyphen capital E that invokes the ERE form of regular expressions then space hyphen v which says give me all of the lines which don't match the regular expression and the regular expression consists of in double quotes apostrophe s dollar so anything that ends with apostrophe s the end of the the line we don't want then the file we're dealing with the u is user share dict words we pipe that into the shuff command my, with hyphen n space 10 so we get back 10 of the, the words that grep returns and then semicolon uh, close parenthesis semicolon do and we simply echo the word dollar w and that's the end of the loop and it's done that ends it and um, I gave an example of running this and they're nice they're random you could do something useful with them I've just listed them so please enjoy so that's the end. That's all I'm going to talk about. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.